All right, I'll uh, I'll see if I can go back to the drawing board here with the other properties, and uh, you know if anything changes, let me know. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Thank, okay. You, thank you. Bye. 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 Fuck. I fucking knew it. God damn it. <sighs> so, uh, this North Miami Beach property. It's in the submarket of North Miami Beach. Mm-hmm. Then in the submarket cluster called the North Shore. This particular market traditionally trades at about a four and a half cap. I have a property that I'm very close to having locked up for like a six and a quarter cap. Mm-hmm. I these don't come up. It's been completely renovated. Um, owner wants to put his capital somewhere else. So, very interesting property. Love the North Miami market. Right now, it's kind of a weird market because all of Florida is getting hit with massive insurance rate hikes, which is, I guess, neither here nor there. But um, I guess I'll discuss that really quick. Uh, so in that kind of situation, there's a there's three things that will happen. Number one, either nothing will change with respect to insurance rates. And unfortunately, the tenants will bear the brunt of the rate hikes based on lease rate hikes or rental rate hikes. So landlords will always make money no matter what. Mm -hmm. If the property becomes more expensive to rent, the rental rates go up. Simple as that. Or more expensive to own, the rental rates will go up. It doesn't matter. People won't leave Miami. The rent will just continue to skyrocket. Okay? Florida will end up becoming a very expensive place to be. Number two option, the insurance companies realize, hey, we can't do this anymore. Uh, we have to we, we we have to bring our rates down. It's it's unreasonable. We have to do it. The third option, the government gets involved and puts you know concessions in place, forces insurance companies to reduce their rates, stuff like that. Because to some extent, like the banking industry, insurance the insurance industry is hand in hand with the government. So as you can imagine, in response to huge increases in rental rates. You're going to have this fucking mutiny on your hands from the government, especially locally in Florida. People are going to be really pissed and it's going to come back to the insurance companies, which is why the rental rates are so high. So at that point, it very well may be a situation where the government needs to step in, which I am not a fan of. However, it is what it is. Um, Going back to the deal, um, I literally was on the phone with her on Monday and I've talked about this before. I talked about this in relation to the golf course and I've done a lot of, of, of deals uh, in this particular period of time where over the Christmas holiday, people shut down. They don't do anything. They don't make moves. They don't do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I keep going and lo and behold, I was literally on the phone with this woman on, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was like Monday night because she mentioned that she'd have a signed PSA sent to me on Monday night after the holiday because we had discussed purchase price and terms, all that stuff Friday morning, mm. the the last business day uh, up until New Year's Eve or New Year's. And um, uh, you know we had discussed all the terms, but we were working out this deal. Same thing with Phoenix, the Phoenix deal that we have. I was working all these details out over the holidays, the Phoenix deal, we pretty much got on lock. The North Miami one, 
is with the lawyers right now on their side, the seller side, because there's a little bit of a nuance where the owner previously split apart a one. So they have two story, one bedrooms oh, yeah. in this unit. What they did was they split the first story and the second story and made them into efficiencies. It's the only two efficiencies in the entire building, but they did it illegally. Mm. There is, so there, so obviously with this big renovation of the property, you know, uh, an inspector came through and was like, what the fuck is this? So they have to do, they, 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 they have to, I can't remember exactly what it's called. There's like a, there's, there's a term for it. It's not, it, there's like an open permit, call it, um, where the seller had to submit a permit. Fuck, this is, this is her right now. Hey, how are you? Good, Dan. How are you doing? Good, you? All is well. Did I catch it a good time? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so um, I wanted to let you know that we actually received another offer for the property. It's not my buyer. It's not someone who come, came to me direct, um, but it is a cash offer, and they came in very aggressively, um, much closer to the list price than we originally started. Interesting. So uh, insight, they're at 6.5, um, in their cash, they're willing to take violation you know the, just the, the escrow credit as well um but they you know they're they're just cash so for the owner they just feel given the violation situation and knowing that they want to close sooner they just feel that the cash will there's not a any condition with the lender and the violation so with cash they kind of avoid any lender conditions mm-hmm. um and they just have to go through the due diligence period. Got it. So we've actually been working on a couple of things. One of the things was because they have been working so slowly and so delayed in submitting the permits to the city, they were slapped with another violation. And, and it's more serious because and it's really related to just the lack of, of activity. And I know he's been waiting for one final document. But I'm like, this one final document for you to submit is going to just wreak havoc on the property with the city. Um, and, and just because of all of the things that have been going on. So um, so for them, just so you understand, um, he was he got a violation for doing work without a permit. And he got that in June. So we're now over the six-month mark. So uh, he was hit with a, a violation they call as an unsafe structure. And they slapped them on there because they're like, hey, we know you were doing work without a permit. You still don't have any plans of the work that you did without a permit. We don't know what you did. And so, therefore, we feel your structure is unsafe. And now we're going to give you this second violation. Mm. And that second violation, if you don't take action, um, then the, they can actually come and pull the meters. They can take remove the utilities from the building. Wow. Yes, so that was what I was kind of working with him on that yesterday. He was like, you just really, what that document you've been waiting for, you just need to light some fire under someone to get that to you so you can submit. Cause it's the only thing he needs to, to submit the permits and get a process number, and that stops mm-hmm. the violation from getting worse. Got it. So, so in all of that, he got this other offer that came in, and um, and I wanted to talk to you about it to see what, you know, how you wanted to proceed. Um, 
I didn't want to hold you up either because I know you have a few other options out there. Yeah. But um, how do you want to handle this? Yeah, I guess I'll 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 rescind mine, essentially. Unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, mm-hmm. I was uh, hoping we could do some other some other things, mm-hmm. but I totally understand. It's um, you know, it's it's uh, it's tough to compete with a cash offer, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're going to be willing to remove that contingency. Because mm-hmm. I think for the for the owner, he'll just they're always going to go for for cash and just have that more of a surety. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, unless, unless there's something else that you you know that you know so that I don't, I, again, I, you know, I, I feel like, uh, a, a, a decent amount of time has gone by that, you know, was unfortunate. And, um, it seems, it seems like it, you know, it seems like the seller wanted to kind of drag it on, to be honest, because of, you know, this type of scenario. But, um, you know, I almost kind of seen the writing on the wall here, but, uh, unless you have something else that you would recommend that I come in at, but, uh, you know, other than that, I, 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 I don't think I'd be willing to go cash based on, you know, all of the nuances, especially. Right. And it, it is this, this violation is, you know, try to be as transparent as mm. I can, you know, and not to give you all the information, um, so that you're aware, but that's, that's, uh, you know, it's not an easy, an easy thing to, uh, to accept. Yeah. You know, in yeah. Sense. Um, especially if you're not local or, yeah. or know the city or the municipality. Um, so, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things. I do have two of the properties coming up, and I have mentioned them to you. Uh, I think I actually sent them to you. We're getting ready to put those in, to market, mm-hmm. so we're going to have more of a marketing um, materials put together, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'm happy to send that to you. And then anything else that we have coming coming in this area, I'll certainly keep you posted. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, um, you still mentioned that Mykonos building. That's still available, right? That is still available. In okay. fact, I was talking to the owner earlier today, and uh, that's more of a value add. Yeah. Uh, you'd have to do some work to it, you know, but he's done, he's taken it to a certain level. Mm-hmm. And those rents there right now, my least expensive studio in Miami Beach is 1650 Interesting. Um, I've been getting about 1700 for for my average, you know, where it's slightly updated interior, um, but no impact windows, you know, uh, similar AC as they have here. So I think that, and, and he has his rents right now at about twelve fifty. Oh, okay. If you're if you're financing it, you're probably leveraging more, mm-hmm. um, and then you know doing a cash out refinance, or you kind of pay the cash, get the upgrades done, and then do the cash out refi. Got it. Okay, interesting. And um, I, I I understand you know from from my discussions with a lot of people down there, you guys are getting hit with outrageous insurance uh, increases. Um, yeah. How, how is that affecting? So, so I guess number one, the OMs that, that you're sending me, are you pricing in, you know, updated insurance, uh, you know, performer rates? Okay. But I can't give you like, it's until someone tells me, Hey, I'm ready to buy. I'm going to close on this date. Yeah. You're not getting insurance. In fact, most of my insurance agents are like, look, um, you need to just like get your liability now Interesting. and get your windstorm in two or three months. Oh. So things go down. Interesting. Because okay. of all of the issues with Fort Myers. They have so mm. many claims there and then there's so many insurance companies that are like, hey, we're not even 
we're not even underwriting anything in Florida right now. Yeah. It becomes a little bit more challenging uh, to get that in, that insurance in place. Got it. Um, so if you're looking at anything in this area, I would certainly start talking to your insurance agent, you know, while you're looking at the property. Yeah, yeah, Or right absolutely. when you're in due diligence, you know, when yeah. it starts so that you know what that cost is going to yeah. be. Until you have to have all of that, you know, the the details on the property um, before they're, they'll even give you a quote. Got it. Okay. Awesome. And, uh, and that Byron property, the Mykonos property, that was, that was, uh, uh, a dormant condo association as well, right? In which property? I'm sorry. The, the Mykonos property on no, Byron. That, uh, that's all on, owned under one folio. And oh. it's just, uh, excuse me, it's two folios, seven, seven, one, seven and seven, seven, two, five. Okay. But they're apartment buildings, not condos. Okay. Was there another property that you had that was, uh, in the 610 Byron. 610 Byron was individual folios. 7610 Byron, individual folios. All in, owned under one entity, yeah. but all uh, uh, condo units. And, and is that that is not the owner of Carlisle? Correct. Okay. Different owner. Got it. Okay. Um, okay. Maybe that's some. I, I do like that kind of situation. That's a unique situation for it. What's the deal with that, with that property again? That one, it's, um, it's kind of interesting, but there was a... A condo developer, a condo converter back in the mid of 2000s that was condo converting these, you know, kind of uh, MIMO style buildings, the garden style apartment buildings in North Beach. And 7325 Carlisle and 7610 Byron were done by the same original developer. So as far as the interiors, you know, you have impact windows, upgraded electric, uh, you know, updated kitchens because at this point they're they're reaching that you know fifteen years you know fifteen years of age. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, this current owner has gone in and kind of given a refresh to those units. He's refreshed the exterior of the building. Um, the roofs are uh, a concrete tile roof, but I don't know the age of it. Um, we don't know when they were last replaced. And that's one of those things with insurance. It makes it a little bit more challenging mm. uh, to get your wind insurance. So they will want someone <clears throat> certify that it has at least six years of life left in order to insure it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, it's watertight. They don't have any issues. But again, it's just a, it's not so much the condition of the roof as it is the age of it uh, and how much time the uh, a roof inspector will tell you it has. Got it. Okay, interesting. Uh, but that one, uh, you know, it's got 10 studios, 10 one-bedrooms, great location. It's a corner a corner uh, property, mm-hmm. and it's about three blocks of the beach. Interesting. Okay. And that, that's going to trade for around? He's uh, going to list it for 6.5. Okay. And it's not, and so it's not on the market? Probably somewhere in that, that six, low six range. Okay. All right. And he's a pretty, like, the one of my favorite properties you know that property owners that we work with because he's just kind of a solid you know old old fashioned kind of gentleman uh he bought these cash he's kind of come, come through there renovated it but you know he doesn't try to chop up the units too much um you know he just tries to make them look nice and clean and ready for someone else mm. so he's refreshed all the hallways um he's refreshed the exterior of the building 
you know, he's added a more laundry unit. So there used to only be one washer and dryer. He was able to fit another washer and dryer, which is very helpful. Mm. Um, and hopefully, you know, um, I think a new buyer will go in and not have to do too much to the property. Got you know, it. And he has only one vacancy right now. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Any, any value add situation with low rents currently? I fucking knew this was going to happen. I fucking knew it. It doesn't take this long for a lawyer to get back. Mm-hmm. Not for like somebody that is is like a, a good fucking organized fucking mover or like fucking shot caller. You know what I'm saying? Down there, which apparently this guy is. So right now he's getting about 36935 in monthly rent. Mm-hmm. And your market rent's probably up closer to 41000 42000 Okay. All right. Fair enough. And uh, and this will trade for uh, what, what kind of cap currently uh, with current rents? The current rents are at like a 4.5, 4.6. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so would you say that the Carlisle building that that uh, that we were early, speaking about earlier that I had the uh, LOI in on, uh, would it be the violations that were uh, driving the cap rate up? Is that is that essentially the narrative on that property? The work that he did with that premise, yes, in converting the units from uh, one bedrooms to two bedrooms. Yeah. Even on the units that he didn't do the major upgrade to, which is what caused the, the caused the violation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was increasing those rents to like twenty two fifty for the for a two bedroom one bath with the with a panel. Got it. So a drywall, he was just putting up a panel. Yeah. And for that, we were getting. Okay, so so basically, as it sits, it's around a four and a half current rents, and then uh, what you're saying is that once it once you push past uh, six, that's the pro forma that you put together. Correct, and mm. he's there because he's converted all the units, all sixteen one bedrooms to, to two bedrooms. The ones he could convert, he converted them. I gotcha. Interesting. Okay. All right, I'll uh, I'll see if I can go back to the drawing board here with the other properties, and uh, you know, if anything changes, let me know. Awesome. Okay. Thank, okay. You, thank you. Bye. Bye. Fuck. I fucking knew it. God damn it. <sighs> Anyways, do you feel like the uh, all of the? I didn't even finish my fucking thought process here. Anyways, before I even go on this fucking tangent, um, <clears throat> lo and behold, on Monday night when I was talking to her, she was. She basically, in so many words, said the reason why you're getting this property for you getting it for is because everybody's sleeping right now and you're not. Mm-hmm. And the owner wants to offload it for whatever he wants to move into another project, which is very typical over in the U.S. because the markets there are liquid. Yeah. They have 1031 exchanges, so properties are able to hit the market without capital gains taxed up the ass like we see in Canada. So, but... You know, I knew something was anytime, anytime there's delays like this. And she, she made it very clear to me that, uh, you know, early on I was coming in at like a, a, a six mil or six mil 50. Uh, this property was on the market for, I don't even know if it was on the market to be honest with you. It might've been a, uh, uh, a pocket deal she had, uh, 6.85. Um, I originally came in at a 6 million 50,000 offer. Uh, they came back at 6.45 million. I came back at 6.15 million. And she came back and said, hey, 
I don't think the owner will go any below 6.25. So I said, okay, I'll do it for 6.25, but that's my best and last offer. And she texts me back saying, okay, great, we have a deal. Then she texts me back after that. This was on the weekend of, I think this was like New Year's Eve on like the Saturday. And uh, she was like, sorry, I misread his, his email, uh, which stated that we'll do, uh, I can't remember exactly what she said, something to the effect of, I thought he meant 6.25 plus a $200,000 holdback for the outstanding permits. But what he meant was not combined. He wants a 6.45 million purchase price with the $200,000 holdback. So I said, okay, send me back the offer, which fuck. Here's a tip. Sometimes it's worth just signing that fucking thing. Okay, seriously, and locking that shit up, okay, regardless. Because if I would have signed that original offer, I would have had the building on lock, and then if these nuances with the outstanding permits, now that she's saying that, I don't think that's the situation that I actually want to get into, especially if she's telling me that this could be a little bit of a, a, a pretty big issue with yeah. outstanding permits and you know all that kind of shit. It's probably a good good idea i walk away from this i have a gut feeling that that cash buyer as they look into it more deeply they're going to pull out and she's going to be calling you again maybe maybe but at the end of the day if again properties in this submarket trade for four and a half percent cap rate that property because they've moved up the rent so fast like what we've done on north miami it's trading in the sixes now mm-hmm. if they clear all these permits out if it if it takes this long to clear like the guy might as well just fucking clear them out just fucking clear them out and pop the seller or the seller. Yeah. yeah. The, the seller might as well just clear the fucking permits out. Even if he's got to go back into a bridge, a temporary bridge or get into a private mortgage where he's paying up the ass on interest, just fucking clear them out. Take the six months or the three months or whatever to clear out the open permits and or whatever. Trade it at a four and and a just, half. yeah. And just fucking put it back on the market for a four and a half. Yeah. Obviously someone's going to buy it. So anyways, I thought I had a fucking sweet ass deal on that property because everybody else was sleeping, which is exactly what she said. But lo and behold, I knew it. Whenever whenever you have offers like this that kind of take an unreasonable amount of time, um, something's up, yeah. I feel. I had a gut feeling something was up. And that's why I was pushing this fucking, uh, this, this realtor here to, uh, you know, get me a response and get me that fucking signed PSA or the adjusted PSA from, their sellers because I knew what the fuck was going to happen. I knew that after this break, just like the golf course, people are going to start coming out of the woodwork. And lo and behold, here we fucking are. And I knew that the sellers knew that. Mm-hmm. And and this kind of market, uh, people go in cash all the time. They go in cash all the time and they fucking figure it out after. And that's what I do just on a smaller scale. Yeah, That's it. Fuck. Well, that... Um, Whatever it, what is, what it is. Well, I was going to say, what do you think about that Mykonos deal? Because that one actually sounds pretty interesting. It it sounds like a Bayview Palms sort of deal. What do you what do you not like about that one? It's it's not going to have good leverage mm. just because the cap rate's low, right? Um, all what I'll probably what I might do is I might send. But couldn't you do like a one to two year bridge with like getting the rents up? Because she said it was at twelve fifty, and it should be at like sixteen fifty. I, I know. I I don't mind that. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's, 
I don't know if that Mykonos deal is where you know the rents need to be at seventeen hundred after a Reno. You get what I mean? She said that it was it, after a Reno. After a late Reno, yeah, that it does will require some upfront capital to get to seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't <laughs> like if we run the numbers like that. That concept, <clears throat> I mean, is just is very similar to Baby Palms, yeah, where we'd have to, I get yeah, it. where we'd have to maybe get into like a one and two year bridge get um like do a capex raise up front for however much is required mm-hmm. for the actual renovations telling investors hey listen like there's not going to be cash flow in the first two years mm-hmm. right yeah. but once we get up to 1700 the value of the property is going to be x we're going to have cash flow of this mm-hmm. and in three to five years we can turn it turn it over <laughs> i don't disagree but i like the, the location of this one way better is like, it is it that much better yeah 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 it's in like a really nice look and, and not well i remember you showing me that it was like literally down the street from those the fucking five-star resorts yeah now these properties are not far from that either yeah however this these properties are actually probably long term a better deal than that current one only because because it's the area the area is gentrifying oh yeah right that area had already right that area that area right there on that i'm pointing over here like i I don't even know why, but that but area is on it that, further north up at the up the peninsula, or where's the Mykonos one? It's those ones I believe are further south. Or sorry, those are further north. The one that I had this hopeful LOI on, accepted mm-hmm. LOI, uh, um, is further south. So it's it's yeah. it moves up, yeah. right? It's moving up. So there might be more of an opportunity because those ones are actually closer to Bayview Palms, and look what's happening with Bayview Palms. Mm-hmm. So. It was just cleaner. It was just cleaner. There was no time delays. We just walk in there and start making money. Yeah. That's what I like. It's an yeah. easier sell. Yeah. That's the only reason. I'll, I'll go back and find something because, you know, it's... I like the area. I do. I like the fucking area. But again, you know, there's no impact windows and that affects insurance and like all kinds of dumb shit like what, that. What are impact windows? Like when a hurricane rolls by, like you're not going to have like crazy shattered windows and mm. like that kind of shit, right? So they're just meant for impact you know there's like a certain rating on the windows where if something hits it Mm. it won't break so then you have a building with like all fucking blown out windows when a storm rolls through right yeah so and it's it's, we need those on the bus (laughs) honestly fuck (laughs) i'm telling you like legit oh man yeah that was a fucking brutal but um my bus driver blew out a he got too close to something as he was going through customs and he fucking took out a window on the limo bus fuck um that's it (laughs) so all right well god damn it it's just a nice building it's easy to sell you know what i'm saying um bitch looking back on kind of everything that had happened what would you you have done differently i would have signed that 6.45 psa that while everyone was sleeping yeah yeah because i did get it i got it back um I don't know that I... Yeah, in, in I that did, moment, yeah. why why didn't you just want to push back a little more? Actually, no, or? I didn't. Um, she she came... I, I sent in the PSA at 6.15... Sorry. Uh, 6.2... No, 6... No, we didn't We didn't go back and forth with a signed PSA. So this is... I'm going to give people advice. <clears throat> so... And, and this is what I did. This is what I did. But not throughout the entire process because I wanted to move quick. I Again, I originally went in at 6,050,000. She, they came back at six four five. Okay, mm-hmm. they did not sign a PSA back. 
At 645. 645. So they just verbally. Verbally. Okay. Always get that signed deal back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Always get it back. Anytime there's discussion of something, get that fucking redlined and get it back. Put it in writing. Yes. Because once you get it back, you sign that fucking deal's locked. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which I didn't have it. And lo and behold, they come back 645. Right. And we're still trying to negotiate. But you can negotiate in the back end while still having that signed $6.45 million PSA in your hands. Because it's not active until you sign it. Exactly. Yeah. But I signed that. We got a deal. Yeah. Well, we didn't have a deal because we were going back verbally and I never got that $6.45 deal uh, signed PSA back. Now, that's not to say that they would have done it. Right. I'm saying at that. But at that point, when she was like, oh, sorry, I misunderstood his email. At that point, I said, okay, let me go back to the group. And let me, let me see if they'll accept six four five because I don't want to be like okay I just told you my last my last is six point two five you know what am I gonna be I'm gonna be that asshole that comes back and be like oh okay no problem I'll just go up two hundred grand on a fucking whim let mm-hmm. me go back to the group and run my numbers but I told her send me back a signed six point four five PSA but they never did mm-hmm. because of this reason either number one the outstanding nuances that came to light as of late. Uh, were not clear to yeah. the current seller or whatever, or they were waiting till after the holidays for a cash offer, which is what she had explained to me when we were working out this that the buyer wanted originally, but we were going to go into escrow. Yeah. So it is what it is. 